Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of July. India's coronavirus tally has crossed 7,42,000 with over 22,700 new cases in the last 24 hours. The death toll stands at 20,642. India's COVID-19 recovery rate is now 61.53% with as many as 4.5 lakh recoveries. Referring to the WHO situation report, the health ministry assured that the country's tally per million population is one of the lowest in the world. After four months of catering to the pandemic-stricken health infrastructure of the country, Indian medical manufacturers are facing an unusual problem over the use of ventilators. While early on during the COVID-19 crisis, over 47,000 manufacturers scrambled to produce these machines, now they are staring at excess stocks. As we all know, not much is known about COVID-19 because of which the course of treatment adopted by doctors has been constantly developing. Now health experts are pointing towards treatment that requires non-invasive oxygenation. Many small manufacturers who tied up with majors like Bharat Electronics Limited, Bharat Heavy Electricals Limited and Maruti Suzuki India, expecting an increase in demand, say that they are now facing a crunch. While 12 hospitals chosen to conduct clinical trials of Bharat Biotech's Covaxin prepared to enroll participants this month, samples of the vaccine are still undergoing quality and safety tests at a government facility. The tests, which began last Friday, are expected to be completed by the end of next week and cannot be rushed as they are expected to ensure the vaccines are safe to use on humans. Meanwhile, the Drug Controller General of India flagged black marketing of Remdesivir, a medicine used for COVID-19 patients. We all know what happened with Patanjali's much-publicized miraculous COVID cure. By the time the Ayush ministry stepped in to clarify that the drug was unproven and directed Patanjali to stop marketing it, it was too late. A large section of mainstream TV news in India had already started celebrating and publicizing coronal in primetime shows, many of which were sponsored by Patanjali itself. I want Swami Ramdev किसी को लूटा नहीं अपने देश के लोगों के लिए अपनी पद्धति से कोरोना से बचने का रास्ता ढूंढा रिसर्च की एक कोशिश की यह दवा कितनी कारगर होगी समय बताएगा लेकिन इसको लेकर रामदेव पर सवाल खड़े करना ठीक नहीं that dear listeners was rajat sharma the chairman and editor in chief of india tv one of the most watched tv news channels in our country celebrating ramdev and coronal Rajat Sharma would have us believe that his fondness for Patanjali and Ramdev flows from his pride in Ayurveda. But do you think that is really the only reason? Not quite. On December 18th last year, Patanjali acquired a bankrupt food company called Ruchi Soya Industries for Rs 4,350 crores. The next day, Ramdev's company informed the Bombay Stock Exchange it was restructuring Ruchi Soya's board of directors. The new board was soon assembled. Three of its six members were independent directors. One of them was Rajat Sharma. He was also put on three of the five board committees, chairing the Stakeholders Relationship Committee as well as the Nomination and Remuneration Committee. Our reporter Ayan did some digging. To find out more, do read his report quite aptly titled, Dear Rajat Sharma, Your Ties to Ramdev's Patanjali Do Matter. Disclose them. Dear listeners, I hope you understand now why we at News Laundry keep on harping about the importance of media being independent. 
This is exactly why we do not take any advertisements whatsoever and we count on folks like you who understand this, folks who have no qualms about paying a few hundred bucks a month to keep news free. To help us continue bringing you the truth of the matter, just like Ayan did in his report, please subscribe to us. With hotels set to reopen, the organized sector is finding ways to balance hospitality and safety of their guests and staff in times of the COVID-19 pandemic. While many have started putting in place elaborate safety measures to handle the flow of customers, hoteliers are skeptical whether they would do much business in the initial days as people are still hesitant about stepping out. In a first-of-its-kind bid in India to make the COVID-19 tests more seamless and accessible to all in Mumbai, the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation has decided to allow testing for all, irrespective of whether they have symptoms or not, and without a doctor's prescription or self-declaration. The civic body will also conduct antigen testing in containment zones and hospitals. The Bombay High Court has directed the centre and state government to respond to a public interest litigation that sought directions to allow lawyers to travel by suburban local trains running during the COVID-19 pandemic as they provide essential services. Currently, only government employees and essential service providers are allowed to use local trains. The Maharashtra government is set to recruit 10,000 additional police personnel in order to relieve the load on a stretched force battling the COVID-19 pandemic. Maharashtra also set up its plasma therapy unit for treating COVID-19 patients. Cricket icon Sachin Tendulkar inaugurated it and urged those who have recovered from the deadly infection to help save lives by donating blood plasma. The unit is an initiative of the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation. Delhi now has more than 1 lakh COVID-19 cases, including 3,000 deaths. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has sought a detailed analytical report from the Delhi government's health secretary on factors responsible for COVID-19 deaths in the city in the last fortnight. The Delhi government has said that food grains will be given free for all ration card holders in the city till November. The cost was first waived off in April after the lockdown was imposed. The Delhi University, meanwhile, has informed the Delhi High Court that it will postpone final-year undergraduate examinations from the original date of July 10th to August. COVID-19 cases in the Bengaluru police force are increasing. Around 21 officers have tested positive in the last two days alone. With COVID-19 cases and fatalities in Karnataka on the rise, doctors in Bengaluru have said that the state government needs to restructure its strategy to fight the pandemic, with enhanced contact tracing, more oxygen beds, intensive care unit facilities and ventilators. A central team which visited Bengaluru to assess the response by the Karnataka government to tackle the pandemic has advised the state to scale up testing in order to bring the spread of the virus under control. With the threat of the virus looming large, tourist hotspots in Karnataka have asked all homestays, hotels and resorts to not take any new guests and shut their businesses till further notice. The Karnataka government has revoked the licenses of 110 pharmacies for failing to maintain a record of those buying medicines for influenza-like illness or severe acute respiratory infections. Earlier, the state government had ordered all chemists, druggists and pharmacists across hospitals to note down the contact details of those purchasing medicines for the treatment of symptoms like fever, cold and cough. The Supreme Court has asked the Uttar Pradesh government to submit a status report of COVID-19 cases in Kanpur's juvenile homes. The bench headed by Justice L. Nageshwar Rao said, and I quote, There are news reports about children in juvenile homes in Kanpur being tested corona positive. Please check and file affidavit. Unquote.
In Gujarat, after six staff members of the High Court Registry and a constable from the Vigilance Department tested positive for COVID-19, the Gujarat High Court will remain closed from today till July 10th for sanitization. As the number of COVID-19 cases in Guwahati continue to spike, the Assam government on Tuesday began house-to-house testing in one ward of the city with a plan to carry out intensive testing exercise in other wards soon. The Assam branch of the Indian Medical Association expressed resentment over the state government's recent policy changes on the management of the COVID-19 situation, claiming that they are difficult to follow and will not serve any purpose. Bihar is the latest to join the states wanting to put COVID-19 care isolation train coaches to use in view of the growing numbers of COVID-19 cases in the state. The government made the request to the Indian Railways for 500 isolation beds or berths to be placed at Patna Junction. Two Jharkhand Mukti Morcha MLAs, one of whom is a minister in Hemant Soren's cabinet, have tested positive for COVID-19. Both are said to have met the chief minister recently. Chief Minister Heyman Sorain has quarantined himself at his Ranchi residence. In Hazaribagh, 75 police personnel have been quarantined after a thief tested positive. Now for some international updates on coronavirus. Nearly 11.6 million people around the world have now been diagnosed with COVID-19 and more than 537,000 have died. The United States and Brazil continue to report the most number of cases and the highest death tolls. A day after a group of scientists said WHO was underplaying the risk of airborne transmission between people, a senior official from the global health body said there was evidence emerging of airborne transmission of the coronavirus, but it was not definitive. World Health Organization Director Dr. Tedros, meanwhile, has said that the coronavirus pandemic still has not reached its peak globally. The rate of new cases in the United States is still rising rapidly as the country hit the 3 million mark. Some states that had hoped to be getting back to normal by now have instead been forced to reinstate restrictions and issue mandatory mask orders. After Donald Trump's claim that the death toll in his country had reduced tenfold, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, cautioned that it was a false narrative to take comfort in a lower rate of death. The United States has announced that it is offering free COVID-19 testing to people without symptoms to stem a surge of cases in three southern hotspots. Trump, meanwhile, in spite of the surge, is pressing schools to physically reopen in the fall. Senior officials argued that the cost of keeping children at home any longer would be worse than the virus itself. The Trump administration has formally notified the United Nations that the United States is withdrawing from the World Health Organization. However, it will only come into effect next year. Trump, whose response to the pandemic has drawn criticism, first announced that he was planning to halt funding to the WHO in April, claiming that the organization had made a series of mistakes as it battled the coronavirus pandemic. Joe Biden, Trump's Democratic challenger for the presidency, said he would return the US to the WHO once elected. President Bolsonaro of Brazil, who has repeatedly dismissed the danger posed by the virus, announced that he has the virus himself. This has intensified the debate over his cavalier attitude towards the pandemic that has killed more than 65,000 Brazilians. Speaking to journalists, the visibly ill Bolsonaro, and it was quite shocking to watch, pulled down his mask and said, I'm fine, I'm very well. Brazil has 1.6 million diagnosed cases of COVID-19, making it the second hardest hit country. Israel's public health chief has resigned in protests at the government's handling of the crisis and a big rise in coronavirus cases. 
The country was praised for its strict initial lockdown in March, but the reopening of schools, bars and restaurants has seen the outbreak worsen and many restrictions have been reimposed. A group of opposition supporters stormed the Serbian parliament building in Belgrade on Tuesday night in a protest against the lockdown planned for the capital this weekend to halt the spread of the coronavirus. Zimbabwe's health minister has been fired for inappropriate conduct after he was accused of illegally awarding a multi-million dollar contract for COVID-19 medical supplies to a shadowy company that sold the government $28 face masks and other materials at inflated prices. Africa now has more than half a million confirmed coronavirus cases. So far, most testing has been concentrated in capital cities, but infections in many cases have spread beyond them. Africa's health systems are the most poorly funded and thinly staffed in the world and already more than 2,000 health workers have been infected by the virus. This week alone, some anxious health workers in Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Congo and Sierra Leone have gone on strike or demonstrated for adequate protective gear or better pay. Now for some non-coronavirus news. In a disconcerting development, the Central Board of Secondary Education has removed key chapters like democratic rights, food security in India, federalism, citizenship and secularism in its bid to reduce the burden on students amid the coronavirus crisis. The CBSE announced on Tuesday that the syllabus for 2020-2021 would be reduced by a third because of the extraordinary situation as the world fights the coronavirus pandemic. The board has revised the economics and political science courses for grades 9 to 12. The Ministry of Home Affairs has set up an inter-ministerial committee to coordinate investigations into the alleged violation of various laws like money laundering and foreign contributions by three Nehru Gandhi family-linked trusts, including the Rajiv Gandhi Foundation or RGF. The committee, headed by the Special Director of the Enforcement Directorate, will also oversee the probe into the alleged violations by the Rajiv Gandhi Charitable Trust and the Indira Gandhi Memorial Trust. The move comes days after the BJP chief, J.P. Nadda, questioned a purported donation of $300,000 that the RGF had received from People's Republic of China and the Chinese Embassy in 2005 and 6 to carry out studies that were not in national interest. The Congress, meanwhile, posted an old tweet of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi to hit out at the BJP over the disengagement of Indian and Chinese troops along the line of actual control in eastern Ladakh. Seeking an answer from the Prime Minister as to why Indian soldiers were withdrawn from their own land, Congress Chief Spokesperson Randeep Surjewala reminded him of his own words in 2013 during UPA government. On May 13, 2013, the then-Gujarat Chief Minister Modi had tweeted, and I quote, China withdraws its forces, but I wonder why Indian forces are withdrawing from Indian territory. Why did we retreat? Unquote. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi too asked the government why the status quo ante was not insisted upon by New Delhi and why the territorial sovereignty of the Galwan Valley does not find mention in the government's statement. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. The silence on job cuts from editors and management is in stark contrast with the acknowledgement and the sharing of experiences of how bleak the future is for India's journalists. Ironically, the same journalists, newspapers and media houses are reporting in-depth about the economic slowdown, downsizing in companies of other sectors and the need to push the economy since the COVID-19 pandemic swept over. Problems of the working class find little space in newspapers now. It wasn't always the case. Do read Prachi Pingale's piece to know more. It is titled, Why the Labour Beat is Vanishing in India. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow.
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel.